welcome back. You are listening to that one sports podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mitch Wilson. He is Chris Hill. We got a great show for you today. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Facebook and Instagram. Also follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Chris, my guy, what do we got today, man? Well, you know we got to talk about that, man. A Rod. I know there's a whole bunch of A Rods in sports, but this one particularly, we're talking about. Mr. Zen himself, Mr. Stay in Darkness for 72 hours, Aaron Rodgers, number 12, going to the Jets. (laughs) And whether or not he stays number 12, we'll see. But we're going to talk about some A-Rod today. We're also going to be very draft heavy today, talk about our Kansas City Chiefs a little bit, who we think is going to go number one, and really just kind of play some Vegas betting, gambling, who's going to slide, who's going to be the steal of the draft, X, Y, Z. That's what we're going to do today. And then we're going to finish with who we think is on the Kansas City Chiefs Mount Rushmore of all time. Now, we've never talked about this. So these are going to be players that uh, we might agree on or we may not. I just want everyone to know that's listening. Before this show started, Mitch dogged on the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit. He said, and I quote, Doing the Mount Rushmore thing is going to kind of suck being a Chiefs fan because there's not that many players to choose from. I'm sorry to out you, dog. I'm sorry, but I got to do it. <laughs> what do you mean there's not enough players to choose from? We, Man, you act like we're the Cleveland Browns. My bad. Yeah, you're right. My bad. My bad. I just want you to apologize to everybody. Okay, yeah, my, I, I apologize. I shouldn't have been disrespectful. We are in no way, shape, or form even close to the Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. All right, so let's get started then. You were going to kick us off on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, big, big trade, goes to the New York Jets, which was a trade that we all anticipated, but it's finally happened. What do you think about the trade? And more specifically, what does this trade do for the New York Jets? Well, Christopher, um, I think it was many podcasts ago. I I can't say many because we're only on episode, I believe, like 13 or 14 that this was one of the hot topics going on. And I was the guy on the podcast that said, Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. He's going to make them a definitely a playoff contender, possibly depending on the weapons that they get, a AFC championship contender. And that's exactly what the Jets are going to be. You have a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He has weapons he's got my boy Garrett Wilson he's got ex-chief McCall Hardman though just those two guys in itself very explosive can get the ball in their hands make a lot of plays as long as they stay healthy if you know we both know as Kansas City Chiefs fans McCall sometimes struggles with injuries because he's a smaller guy but man if he is healthy when he gets the ball in his hands he can be absolutely dynamic that defense is already just absolute studly you got that man that man sauce gardener which i mean that's got to be if not the best one of the best nicknames in the nfl when your nickname is sauce first of all you better be that dude and he is absolutely that dude and he's also an all pro so like love that guy but the defense you got him you got other guys on that defense. They play well together. Like you have Sauce. You don't have a lot of like name guys, but 
but they play really well together. That's what makes their defense so well. And so I think that Aaron Rodgers plus that defense plus the weapons that they got, man, I tell you what, I really think Aaron Rodgers is going to propel them into definitely the playoffs because to my recollection, they barely missed the playoffs last year. I think just by uh, just by a game or two. So I think with Aaron Rodgers, they definitely get into the playoffs. I think depending on, you know, in my opinion, when it comes to the NFL playoffs, it's all about matchup. It's not about seeding. It's who they get in the playoffs. They could definitely absolutely make some noise. I also think that's what's really interesting about the trade is that if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps this coming up year, I believe that – It turns into a first-round pick, 2024. It turns into – which you have to think – as a Jets fan, that's going to happen. And as a Packers fan, you absolutely want it to happen because then you're just going to get that extra great pick. And the Packers, with this trade, in my opinion, Jordan Love is not that dude. They no, but to... No, but both teams ended up pretty well. I mean, if, if you look at the trade package, I don't think that the Jets gave up all that much if Rodgers pans out. Because if Rodgers is good, then what you gave up is great, right? Oh, and, absolutely. And for the Packers, absolutely. you get the 13th pick. You get to make your team better now. Then if he is good for the Jets and plays 65%, you get another first-round pick in 2024. I think this is a win-win for both teams, which is rare sometimes because you always have a winner and a loser. But in my right. experience, my 35 years of living and being a <laughs> – and uh, being a NFL fan for probably you know the last twenty years that I could really say I I understand the game, um, right. I think this trade is good. I I don't think anyone really lost out on this trade. Now as far as the division, I think the Miami Dolphins are actually going to win the division, and I think that the Jets Ooh. and Buffalo are going to fight for a wild card because I do think it's going to take a little bit of time. Just because you have Garrett Wilson doesn't mean it's automatically going to going to match up. Remember, Aaron Rodgers in his career likes veteran wide receivers. He doesn't like young wide receivers. He never has, and and either did Brady. When you get these older vets that want you to go seven yards on a route, they want you to go seven yards on a route. Not seven and a half, not seven and a quarter, seven yards. And I think Garrett Wilson has the skill set, but I do think it'll take some time, probably about midseason. I think seventh or eighth game, they'll start to really catch fire, and they'll uh, be playing for the wild card with the Bills. I think Miami's going to win the whole thing, uh, not not the Super Bowl. I think Miami's going to win the AFC East. Um, that's a second year with those wide receivers. I think two is going to come back and play well enough. Defense is strong. Aaron Rodgers definitely propels them to where they need to be because the Jets had that defense. It's not just Sauce Gardner. That whole defense Dude, plays hard nasty. under Robert Sala. Absolutely. So I think they are going to win, I'm going to say probably nine plus. If I was Vegas, I'd put them over over under nine, and I would take the over for the Jets for sure. Yeah, so so do you think now with Rodgers going to that division, do you think that that's the, the best division in football? I don't know. I mean, it depends on who, what New England does. I mean, I definitely say New England is a pretty good fourth-place team. Well, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, so overall, no- I mean, well, look at the AFC West, though, too. I mean, you've got right. the Raiders, you've got the Broncos, you've got the Chargers, you've got the Chiefs. Ugh. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, right. 
quarterback play, I would definitely say um, it's us. For sure. It's, it's it's AFC West. But overall, with defense and everything included, probably. I mean, I, yeah. I would be mad at you if you said the boys over there in the East from the AFC have the hardest division. Yeah, I mean, because you think about now you have – and a lot of people forget, and it's something that we brought up um, – you know, a few weeks ago on the podcast or when we talked about this, I think a lot of people are forgetting that Jalen Ramsey is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I know. I, with, I, I think they're going to win the division. With, with him and dude, him and Xavier Howard on them both playing cornerback, bro, good luck. I mean, now obviously guys are going to make plays, but when you have, you know, in my opinion, when you have two of probably the top, five, six corners in the league. Yeah. Like that's, that's absolutely going to be locked down, no fly zone. I mean, especially the, to give them, the, give them a, the ability to play man and just man essentially your best receiver up or your best two receivers up. I mean, I think yeah, that's going to be – And I mean, injuries are always that, that wild card factor, right? We can say who we think is going to win, but Travis Kelsey goes down, Mahomes goes right. down, everything right. changes. Jalen goes down. Tyreek Hill goes down. Trust, it's, a, it's a big trust, change. Trust me, if, if anyone knows about injuries, this is the NBA playoffs right now. Just saying. There, there is quite a bit. <laughs> there is quite a bit of that for sure. All right. Moving on. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and the, and the effect he would have with the Jets in that trade. Now we getting in to the NFL drafts. And obviously – the first team we have to talk about is the hometown Kansas City Chiefs. So with that being said, Christopher, who do you think the Chiefs take with their number one pick in the draft this year? Which, by the way, is also in the great city of Kansas City. You know what? And I'm hoping people get to realize how great that city is. And I'm saying that because right now I'm in Toronto uh, for business. <laughs> But I hope they realize how great the hometown of Kansas City is and they can start realizing that Kansas City is in Missouri and not in Kansas. Absolutely. It's one of the most frustrating things that we that we deal with <laughs> being in this lovely city. They're like, well, it does say Kansas City. And then you're kind of like, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You would think it is, is, is in Kansas, but it's not. So I think the Chiefs are going to take, and this is kind of a – a stretch because I figured they would go edge rusher and I think they're going to pick Will McDonald. That's who I think they're going to go get. And if they don't get him, I think they're going to, I think they're going to try to get the receiver from Ohio state, Jackson Smith. I don't know how to pronounce his last, uh, his last name, uh, <laughs> Jamila or uh, Gil Gilba, something like that. But yeah. I think that's who, who they're going to pick between those two players. Sorry. I gave you two. But if I had no, that, I good. think they would go edge rusher, uh, Will so, McDonald. And Will McDonald's from he plays at Iowa State, correct? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yes. yeah. You suck. You want to know why? Because that's who you picked. That's who I have them picking at thirty-one. However, I will give you two as well. I think if they stay pat at thirty-one, I think they go Will McDonald. However, I think if they trade up, I think they trade up and go get Zay Flowers. Hmm. I think that he was just down in Texas with Patrick running around with all the rest of the guys. 
Um, actually, him and Quentin Johnson, the receiver from TSU, both were, were down there in, in Dallas with Mahomes and the other uh, Chiefs receivers. Obviously, you know, Patrick's going to be uh, reporting back on how that went and whatnot. But, you know, I think something that you can appreciate is a, a receiver that that we both really like, a receiver that you, I would say you love this receiver, and that is Mr. Ice up, man, Mr. Steve Smith. Oh, baby, that that's my dude. Yeah, so that's um, my dude. he's he didn't know if he's gonna catch a pass or punch you. Yeah, right, exactly. So he's <laughs> that's <been>. my guy. <laughs> that's my so, dude. Yeah, so he he has his own YouTube channel. And he's been breaking down um, prospects coming out, and he absolutely loves Zay Flowers. He he loves his speed, but I think more importantly, even than that, he loves his body control. And a lot of people don't understand to have great body control as a receiver is super important because there are a lot of times you're put in situations when you're not in the best ideal situation to catch a ball. So when you can contort your body and move it in a certain way to get you in a position to be open and to catch the ball, yeah. that is that is absolutely, absolutely huge as, as a receiver. So that is absolutely vital. And he could not say enough great things about Zay Flowers. Um, the only part that sucks about that is I feel like he's been rising up a lot of draft boards. So, um, you know, Chiefs- you know as good as me, bro. If the Chiefs can get their hands on a wide receiver, that's what I'm saying, it, bro. It's going to tempt them. Andy Reid is like me in a Brazilian steakhouse. He just gets the meat sweats <laughs> and he just starts looking and he just starts convulsing. And that's what he's going to do when there's this big toy there that he could go pair with Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be like, Will McDonald, I don't even eat there. He's going to go pick a wide receiver. <laughs> I'm right. telling you, he's gonna. If someone is there for them to pick, he will always jump to that offensive player. He's done it his whole career as as a coach. He will jump to that offensive player if they're there. Agreed. But ironically, last year they traded up and got a defensive player. So let's not forget about that as well. But you got to remember but- though who they had. They went out and already had Juju. They yep. went out and spent money on MVS. Uh, they 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 ended up drafting Sky more, so I don't think there was that you know the meat sweats weren't there <laughs> this right. year. The meat sweats are going to be there because there is some just absolute salivating wide receivers that I think anyone would go after. Zay Flowers being one, Jackson being another. There's some studs, and then we don't even talk about next year because next year is going to be the tight end from Georgia's coming out. The uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s coming out. I mean, it, there's some studs next year coming out. Yeah, I will also say it also wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs trade up and get a tackle as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I, it's a I safe would, pick. I would, you know, in my opinion, if if the Chiefs trade up, because for whatever reason, if one, if those, if one of those top three to four left tackles falls to – 17, 18, 19, I think you absolutely have to go up and get him because then you essentially set the line for the next four to five years when Patrick Mahomes is in his prime. You, you would have, at that point, two young bookend tackles. You'd have Creed Humphrey, who's on his rookie deal, Trey Smith on his rookie deal, and then you have um, – oh, my gosh, why, why am I drawing a blank? Joe Tooney in, in I believe, year three of a five-year deal. I believe year three of a five-year deal. So that is an absolutely 
that would be a great offensive line. And when Patrick has time, I don't care what receivers he has, he's going to make those guys better, and they're going to get open. He's going to get them the ball, period. Absolutely. All right, well, now let's get off the Chiefs for a little bit because we talk about them all the time. So now let's talk about general, the sexy pick in the draft, the number one pick. Who is your guess that is going to be called as the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers? Sharp teeth and claws. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Number one draft pick. Who do you got? And I'll tell you who I got them taking. I have them taking Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. It's no. That's a safe pick. Come on. Roll the dice, baby. They're they're not taking C.J. Stroud. Um, especially now, and I don't know if maybe, um, maybe the right team put this out there, but apparently he scored horrible on the on the Wonderlic test. And as much as people don't want to talk about that, that does affect uh, where you go in the draft, especially from a quarterback position, because the position is so mental, and you know, call, uh, knowing coverages, knowing where to go with the ball in those coverages and whatnot. So. Bryce Young is going to be the pick, in my yeah, opinion. But the Wonderlick doesn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, so, I know, but what I'm saying, but it, but it affects how teams draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, mean, I don't think some of the quarterbacks that that have been very good scored super high. Right. Some of them, but, did, but some of them did. But I will say the number one pick in the 2023 draft in Kansas City is going to be Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. I'm actually going to go. Um, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to pick C.J. Stroud. And I'm just going to do that just because I think his size. Um, I think Bryce Young is good, but I think Bryce Young is small. And he's not like a – I don't know. Like Drew Brees made it because he was small and smart, right? And he developed that. Drew Brees was not Drew Brees in San Diego. Drew Brees became Drew Brees with Sean Payton. And you look at Carolina and you think, um, I don't want to be wrong here, but Carolina's Frank Wright now, right? Frank Wright? I, bl- I believe so, yes. Head coach. Yes. He's going to do good with a quarterback. But if you've noticed, all the quarterback that he's wanted and that he's liked has been big and strong. And I just can't see him going into saying, well, I'm going to go pick Bryce Young now and go against all those quarterbacks that he has. he's coached. I think he likes the prototypical size. C.J. Stroud is prototypical size. Um, I think Jalen Hurts coming out of Alabama and doing what he's doing is kind of changing the narrative of the big school quarterback. Because remember, for a long time, you were like, stay away from that. Don't go get anyone from Ohio State. Don't go get anybody from uh, Michigan or anyone big. But Jalen Hurts has kind of turned that around. Clemson quarterback, um, Sunshine, had had a great year last year. I think they're starting to see that, hey, we can go get them out of these these schools. And Ohio State used to be considered like quarterback hell. They were great in college, but every single one of them that came out, they were just great athletes. C.J. Stroud showed me a lot in the CFP. I'm not saying he's going to be great. I just have a feeling that that's who they're going to take. They took Cam Newton before, big and strong, wasn't that accomplished of a passer in college. Seemed to do pretty well with him until he started running himself into the ground. C.J. Stroud's different. He doesn't run. He's a thrower that can run. Cam Newton was a runner that could kind of throw. So that's just my guess. I'm just different from you. 
And I would not be shocked at all, bro, if they took Bryce Bryce Young. I just think they're going to go C.J. Stroud. Well, I also think one of the things what you alluded to is is I still feel the way that a lot of guys feel about Ohio State. Ohio State used to be quarterback hell. Until Ohio State can put someone in the league that actually has some moniker of success, like, I don't know, I would just be very leery. And Frank Wright, my thing is that if he likes big and strong, well, well, then at that point, why not drop the cat from Florida, Richardson? I don't know. That dude plays like a tight end, man. I mean, he just is so big and strong. And but if, if if you could break him, if you could turn that guy into a pass first run, if I have to quarterback, dude, he could he could <laughs> he would be a problem. You gonna break us in like wild horses, ain't you, Grandma? <laughs> I'm just saying because you have a guy with with elite level speed at the quarterback position, but doesn't yeah. use it in, unless he absolutely has to. That would be an absolute problem. But All right, like I my said, man. so let's go to the other side where the number one pick is a great, great pick. Now let's go. Who's the player that you think teams are going to reach for? Who who is a player that's going to be that guy that gets picked high up in the draft and someone reached for him? Quarterback from from Kentucky, Will Levis. Will Levis. Will Levis. I mean, spells his name like Levi's. <laughs> Will, Will Levi's. Right. Yeah, it's Will just Levis. a guy who guy who played at Kentucky. Um, from a body standpoint, dude's built like a. I mean, he is yoked. But he gives but, me Trubisky vibes. Thank you. That's all I was just about to say. Mitchell Trubisky made over for me. Didn't win enough or didn't play well enough at Kentucky to be a top five, top six pick. Um, he is just a guy that I would not – he is a guy that I would not entrust my franchise to. That's just me personally. I don't yeah. know him personally or anything like that, but he just, like you said, I get big-time Mitchell Trubisky vibes from him. So that's why I think he is a guy that someone's going to reach for in the first round. Um, I agree. I, I, that, I, that, that was my pick, even without talking to you. Right, Will Levis it's, is who I think they're going to reach for. Someone's going to so, reach for him. Who do you think slides in the draft? So now we're not talking about a player that's kind of a bust that they're reaching for. We're talking about someone that's going to have that chip on their shoulder that they just kept falling and falling and falling. Who do you think it's going to be? Hold on just a sec. The guy who I think is going to slide – only because, in my opinion, would you look at the notes? This ain't no open book test. Hey, no, I, I just want to make sure that <laughs> I just want to make sure. No, I just want to make sure I got his name right. And I still might say it wrong. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm a guy who, in my opinion, I think is one of the top prospects in the draft, and I was a prob- probably, in my opinion, one of the safest bets as a first rounder. But because of the position he plays, he's not gonna. He probably won't go till at the earliest. I say middle, maybe probably more towards the back end of the draft. And that is the running back from Texas, Bijan Robinson. He's a guy that I think is a top five talent prospect coming out. But because of him playing running back and the NFL being a pass happy league, I think he's the guy that slides not because of his talent, but because of the position that he plays because he is absolutely electric. 
anything that you want your running back to do, he can do. He can run between the tackles. He can catch out the backfield. He is elite at what he did in college. Now, how that transitions to the NFL, I think it's going to transfer very well because of his skill set. I think, like I said, I think in my opinion, he's a, he's a top five talent, but because he plays running back, I think he's not going to go till middle, late draft. Okay, I, my slide player is who we just talked about. I, I think it's going to be Anthony Richardson. I okay. think he is going to slide. Um, I think he'll slide into the later rounds, actually, like second really? round. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just because he is a he's a draft combine warrior for sure, but I do think that teams are going to pass up on him. And you know what will be interesting? I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what would be interesting is if he drops in these later rounds and Baltimore goes and gets him, and then they trade, Dude. which is a question that I'm about to ask you, but – I think if they if Anthony Richardson falls and the Baltimore Ravens get him, that is interesting. But before we get to that question, I asked hold you on, so hold on. slide. Go ahead. Okay, hold on. So, but so if Baltimore ends up drafting him, wouldn't you think it would be better for him to sit behind Lamar for a year? Well, actually, to be honest, if they draft him, I don't see Lamar playing. Period. Just because yeah. of the whole the whole situation, Absolutely. he's not even gonna he's he's not even gonna play. So go ahead. So. Do you think – let's just go ahead and ask it now. Do you think that Lamar gets traded on draft night? Even if that doesn't happen, they don't take Anthony Richardson. Do you think that Lamar Jackson gets traded on draft night? I'm going to say no. I think, I'm going to say no too. Only if there's some weird pick like that where they yes. go get somebody or they trade up in the some, draft or something like some, that. Some weird pick or for whatever reason, some team that has been interested in Lamar comes to them – last minute like right before the draft or even during the draft and says hey we'll give you we'll give you you know something that essentially the ravens can't say no to then at that point it happens but unless something like that happens i see him being a baltimore raven in 2023 yeah or or he goes to the colts i could see that happening you want to be crazy where indianapolis gives up their fourth pick i think i think they're picking fourth their fourth they are picking four baltimore jumps up to the fourth pick and then Indy gets to keep whatever Baltimore's pick was, and then they'll talk about compensation after this year. But I don't think, to answer the question, I don't think he gets traded unless something like that takes place. Happens. A, a yeah, big, and, big, big deal. Right. And I also have been looking at mock drafts, and a lot of mock drafts have him going number four to the Indianapolis Colts. Who? Richardson, quarterback oh, yeah. from Florida. Yep. yep. So Because – from their perspective, they might say he's very similar to Lamar and he's way cheaper. Right. Because if he pans out, he's great. Right. Goes and, to my – this now with that just goes to my last question for the draft. Who's the steal of the draft? I'll go first. I actually think it's a running back uh, from UCLA. I think it's Zach uh, Charbonnet who I think is going to be the steal of the draft. He came from Michigan and then played under Chip Kelly, had like 1,300 all-purpose yards. I think he's going to be the steal of the draft because I think someone's going to get him very late in the game, second, third round, maybe even a fourth-round pick. And I think he's going to be an instant starter for somebody. Well, this is a guy that I've already mentioned his name. And just because I respect his game and what he said, 
I am on the Zay Flowers hype train. I think he is going to be that still dude. the draft. I think he's going to be the still the draft. I think that when you have a, a receiver like Steve Smith who breaks down your film and it just can't stop saying enough good things, not only about you on the field, but as well as off the field, like that is the ideal player, a guy that you can have that balls out on the field, but then you don't have to worry about him off the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Appreciate What's so it. fun is that we're going to see how all this transpires. And, oh, and, for and sure. you know no one's going to be right. Bro, Mel, yeah. Mel Kuyper is like, a, is like a weatherman. He gets paid so much, and it doesn't matter if he's right or wrong. He can right. just be completely off, and no one cares. It's just like right. Kansas City weather. They, they, they're they never right what the weather's going to be, and no one cares. <laughs> got Gary right. Lezak still chasing over there on TV. Oh, I thought it was going to be 70 degrees and sunny. Sorry, you got four inches of snow on the ground. Right, and 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 I will say, though, speaking of weather, that sucks. They're calling for heavy rain Thursday night. So speaking of Kansas City, let's end this podcast tonight on a high note. Speaking of our boys in the red and gold. Do they call us gold or are we yellow? Red, red, yellow, and white, probably. I wouldn't say the red and gold. No. Well, I, it depends on who you talk to. The problem is, is that let's just say the, the McDonald's color. Sure. Or the Carmex chapstick. There we go. The red yeah. and yellow, baby. The red <laughs> and yellow. Kansas City Chiefs all time Mount Rushmore. Who do you got as the four faces that would go on the Kansas City Chiefs Mount Rushmore? These could be players, coaches. Anything. Oh, I didn't realize we were doing coaches. Okay, that is tough. <laughs> that is really tough. It's the Kansas City Chiefs Mount Rushmore, so it's whoever's been in that organization. Okay, so, gosh, dang, okay. Yeah, I got you thinking Man. on this, too. Yeah, you do, because we, we've had a couple of really good coaches, including the one we got now. I will say <laughs> my Kansas City Mount Rushmore – Number one is going to be the coach that has won two Super Bowls, okay, and is has the, will have the opportunity to win more. It's going to be Andy Reid. Then this is in no particular order. So Andy Reid. Well, there my, is no order for Mount Rushmore, dude. Yeah. So my next guy I put up on Mount Rushmore is the current quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs who will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You all know who that is. That's number one five, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. PM fifteen, baby. PM fifteen. PM fifteen, the only the only quarterback in the Chiefs organization to win multiple Super Bowls and multiple NFL MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. I will say after this it gets real it gets real dicey for me. I'm gonna have to go Man, oh, gosh dang it! Come on, me wheezy. I'm gonna <laughs> take it okay, up, so, Okay, so I will have to go with a guy. I feel like since I have two newer guys, like current, and that's just because they are so good. I think maybe my next two are going to be older. 
So I got a guy. I'm gonna go with a guy. My next guy, Mount Mount Rushmore. Are you gonna go with a guy? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. (laughs) I'm gonna go with with a guy. A guy. A guy. That's a guy. Exactly. He's definitely a guy. If you didn't know, (laughs) man, he, in my opinion, revolutionized the tight end position. He's a guy who is has the total yards record for a tight end. Uh, and also, and it's just up there for receiving period, and that is Mr. Tony Gonzalez. Picking between him and Travis was really hard, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tony G, okay. even though I even though I know he didn't win any Super Bowls, but I think with how he revolutionized the tight end position, because if Tony didn't didn't do what he did, I don't think Travis would have been able to do what he's done. If that makes sense. And the last guy I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with a really old school guy who up to, I think just a few years ago was, was um, coaching on the staff. Um, He is one of arguably the best corners to put on a Chiefs uniform. And that is Emmett Thomas. Okay. I like it. We do differ. We actually have two the same and two that are not. First off, I'm going to argue that Tony G did not revolutionize the position. And here's why. I think Kellen Winslow did. And people forget Shannon Sharp was before him. They they just happened to play in the same time. True. Tony G was true, drafted true, true. in 97, true. 98. Shannon Sharp came out in 1990. So Shannon okay, Sharp okay. was doing Shannon Sharp. No, 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 no. You're done. Your Mount Rushmore has already been picked and chiseled, brother. <laughs> So I'm gonna uh, go. I'm not. Hold on. I'm not changing my mouth. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, right. Shannon Sharp and Kellen Winslow they did start to revolutionize, but I think Tony took took it to a different level because of the of the offense that he was in allowed him to take it to that next level. Because yeah, like but, Shannon, yeah, but so Shannon did Antonio Sharp. Gates. Oh, dude, bro, come, man. Mm. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm he, telling you. He I. He I. He I. You just don't like him because he played for the Chargers. And and so my <laughs> first one's gonna be T Kelsey. Okay, he's gonna be. He's got two Super Bowls, played in three. His stats are gonna be there. What he never left Kansas City like Tony G did that traitor. Um, wow. Actually, actually, I don't wow. care that he went to Atlanta, but I do care that he talks bad about the Chiefs now that he's left. Because he talks about you know, how I'm going to retire Falcon, and they were never any good when I was there. And blah, 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 dog, we fed you. We made your whole career. You're lucky that we you weren't as good because you wouldn't have got fed the ball. Because also you're because you, you played for Dick Vermeil in that offense, and you had exactly. a guy like Trent, so, Trent Green so throwing you the ball. If he doesn't be with us, he could leave us. But Travis Kelsey will never abandon Kansas City. So you know Travis that? Kelsey is my first Mount Rushmore head being sculpted on that beautiful mountain. No, hey, you know two. Hold on. I will say no, that. No, 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 dog. I didn't talk to yours. Now listen to my four. That's You're a great done. pick, though. That's a great pick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Number two is Patty. Patrick oh. Mahomes. If anyone doesn't have them in their, Mount, in, in their Mount Rushmore, they're nuts. I don't care if you're an old cheese fan, a new cheese fan. He's got to be in there. So I go Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. You got to go Andy Reid. You can't have a coach uh, that has brought you two Super Bowls, has had a winning season every year he's been there. Can't even tell you how many countless times we won the AFC West. 
Gotta have Andy Reid. The last one, I cannot believe you did not pick him. It is a huge omission on your Mount Rushmore. And the last guy I'm going, bruh, is Derek Thomas. How did you forget Derek Thomas? Mm, bro. Dang. DT, nah, baby? No, yeah, but you want to know what? Like, don't get don't, is... don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. That was the symbol I made. Dude, when you lived in Kansas City, it didn't matter if it was a safety. If it was just a full-on sack, you got up and said, that's what you wanted. DT, baby. You got to go yeah. Derek Thomas. Mm. Well, you want to know what? We uh, we would have. Uh, At least you know, Thomas. Right. But you want to know what, though? Uh, we would have got to. We would have gotten to see him play a lot longer if he, you know, didn't have to be an idiot. But that's besides the point. I mean, wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. Speeding and not wearing a seatbelt, bro. Ignorance. Uh, I know, I know. But we ain't talking about people's mistakes today, right? We're talking about Mount Rushmore and that pretty smile he had. Boy, he looked good. He looked good as some granite. Yep. You. Or you ain't whatever lying. mountainous material it is that they carved that out of silica, right. something. Oh, yeah. he whatever good, it is. Let me tell you. So that is my four, my man. DT, Travis Kelsey, Patty Mahomes, and Andy Reid. Could you imagine chiseling out that mustache? Mm. Oh, hey, that'd, but hey. That'd be hey, wonderful. To, hey, to our listeners, uh, please, uh, when you guys listen, on Spotify, if you have the – oh, I know on Spotify and Apple you have – um, we have the option to make comments. Tell us who you think has the better Mount Rushmore. Mitch, who has Patrick Mahomes, Tony Gonzalez, Andy Reid, and Emmett Thomas, or is it Christopher with Patty Mahomes, Andy Reid, Derek Thomas, and Travis Kelsey? Please let us know what you think. So that will be interesting to know. So, man, that was our Mount Rushmore's. So, we can't forget I, the last episode. I forgot. I got to quit doing that. We got shout outs. Okay. So, um, who would you like this week for your shout out to go to and why? I'm going to shout out to the city of Toronto for having some banging sushi. Oh, dang. I'm so jealous, bro. Had their sushi. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. So, you know me, half the time I'm either calling out Taco Bell or some type of food. So I got to <laughs> keep the trend going. Give it up to Toronto Sushi. Okay, sweet. Uh, my shout out is ironic since you went with Toronto. My shout out is going to be KC Mo, baby. We got the NFL draft. That's going to be here in just a few days. I, like you said earlier in the podcast, I hope people come here and get to understand and realize what a beautiful city this is, how friendly the people are. I couldn't tell you how many countless people I've heard from that have visited and have read articles online about people coming to Kansas City and going to Royals games and Chiefs games and just how nice the people were. I, re- I remember specifically in the 14, 2014 World Series, there was a group of Giants fans who who came during the World Series. And I believe it was game, I think it was game three or four, it was whichever game in that World Series where we blew them out at Kauffman. You know, there was a group of, this specific group of uh, Giants fans 
wrote in an article it was either to the i believe it was to the kansas City star and just talked about how amazing their experience was and how nice the fans were they said that they even had fans that apologized for the Royals beating the giants by so many runs and you know a lot of people consider this flyover city is what they said in the article but they said that they would absolutely come back just to just to spend time here so again casey mo that is my shout out and hope people will truly appreciate it. and you know if you are coming here you absolutely one thing you have to is you have to try the barbecue it is the barbecue capital of the world i know some people will argue that i know there's people in texas there's people in memphis unless you're vegan then you gotta go to the crossroads there's a bunch of vegan people there so (laughs) you can eat up there in the art district there's not a lot of meat for a while so yeah so like barbecue go to the art district you'll find some seaweed and some kelp and some toenail clippings from a grizzly bear it's great All right, well, guys, we truly appreciate you guys for listening. And I think maybe one thing that we'll start doing is maybe at the beginning of every episode, maybe we'll start uh, just super quick shout out slash appreciations, because I know that there are certain people that I know listen to us on a weekly basis. I definitely think that maybe those people should start getting a little bit of recognition at the beginning of the podcast. So for those of you who are listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We truly appreciate you. And thank you for being on this journey with us. Also, please, please, please don't forget. Please be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about until next week. Peace.